Hill, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another magical, maniacal Monday, kind of a wintry, foggy, frosty Monday here in the great Northwest. Today's Torch Report, 500 Friends, the Scary Power of Propaganda. You know, as I was jumping back in after taking a four-day weekend, surveilling the dicey situation we find ourselves in, attempting to stake out some stable ground, I just realized, man, it really does come back to the power of perception, particularly the power of, of the public perceptions to be manipulated by propaganda. So, you know, as we awake... To another week of the political circus. Again, the one issue that seems to just tower above them all is this propaganda. But before we get to that, I think we do need to address some of the madness. The uh, the headline hype today out there, uh, chock full of Elon Musk's trip to Israel. Holy smokes. Elon Musk went to Israel and he's meeting with Bibi Netanyahu and, and he's seeing what the Hamas baby killers did and all that. And I uh, I think, you know, ostensibly, friends, this is just a PR stunt. It's made to uh, combat the claims of rampant anti-Semitism on the uh, recently unleashed Twitter X platform. So I think Musk's over there trying to shore up some PR public relations, even as rabid Palestinian protesters continue to pull stunts like shutting down the Manhattan Bridge. Uh, News out today. I don't know if you caught the... Macy's Day Parade, of course, you had a bunch of Palestinian uh, protesters gluing themselves to the road and all that kind of stuff. It's just nuts what's happening. But friends, if, if you believe that Elon Musk stripped Israel, the Israeli-Hamas conflict and all of that is the most important thing happening today, I've got some news for you. Lots of news here. So we're going to kind of just keep chunking away through it. I think uh, in other circles, the big news today is this upcoming head-to-head debate between Gavin Effing Newsom and Ron DeSantis. Uh, DeSanctimonious. But this, this, uh, this head-to-head, it's just a one-on-one matchup between Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis. It's going to be moderated by Sean Hannity. And I think Fox's headline on this really says it all. It says, quote, Fox News' groundbreaking DeSantis-Newsom debate quickly approaches as 2024 political drama looms. End quote. Oh, wow. Oh, how exciting. Oh, how cutting edge. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Wow, a groundbreaking uh, DeSantis-Newsom debate. Oh, oh, the drama. Oh, friends, this political, this year's political drama is going to be so much better than last year's. It's going to be the best political drama ever. <laughs> oh, and I think, uh, you know, if you don't think that it's strange that this so-called audience-free debate, they're not going to have any people in the crowd, mind you, uh, but this audience-free debate is getting rolled out for a primetime national audience later in the week, even though, A, Gavin Newsom is supposedly not running for president, and B, Ron DeSantis is getting trounced by Donald Trump by nearly 40% in his own home state of Florida. So I think that this whole thing, this whole setup, uh, this staged debate, it really doesn't pass the sniff test to me. And I would just hold it out as another example of the Trusted News Initiative 
running some controlled opposition, trying to peel another sliver of Trump supporters away in favor of literally anyone else. (laughs) More on that uh, as we get into it here today, friends. Uh, Other news out today indicates that the U.S. bank is set to shut down a whopping 64 branches in a single week. There are other banks that are also continuing to close their doors, and the unspoken financial crisis continues to bubble under the surface. But Biden's economy is booming. Biden's economy is booming. Lies, friends. Uh, According to the analysts, things are not good, and they're about to go sideways. As a matter of fact, the... uh, The Federal Reserve Bank's bailout program, bailing out these uh, banks like Silicon Valley Bank and all that, but they've forked out an additional $5 billion in bailouts just the last month. Uh, And that's just a taste, of course, of the $620 billion in unrealized losses. Their words, not mine. $620 billion in unrealized losses that are basically set to crash the stage, crash the economy, more or less just in time for the next election. So I think that that's going to get woven in there. And given the streamlined trajectory towards central bank digital currency, I do think it's wise to keep an eye on these developments, what's going on in the economy. They're trying to keep it on the wraps, but it's there. And the analysts are looking at it going, oh, now, oh, now, what's going on? And uh, with with all these banks closing their doors, there's language out there that says, oh, you know, oh, no, all these Americans are being left without access to essential financial services. Oh, no, what are we going to do? And when we keep in mind that the central bank digital coins, the CBDCs, they are said to provide access to essential financial services. You kind of see the language there, connect the dots. We can see how all of these bank closures really seem to kind of just miraculously align with the globalist, broader global digital currency, a la the world coin and world ID prototypes that we have been uh, discussing here recently. Stay away from the shiny spherical orb. The question, of course, is what are the chances that this is just a coincidence? You know, all these banks closing down, you know, all these bank bailouts, all these unrealized losses, and then, you know, oh, no, Americans are going to lose access to essential financial services. Oh, but, 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 guess what? We have the world coin and the world ID, and that's going to give everybody equitable access to tyranny. <laughs> but alas, my friends, this too is not the most pressing story of the day. Uh, And that said, uh, before we tackle the beast that besets us here, I think it would be wise to just kind of try to briefly line out some of the touchstones uh, of the ongoing insanity that's happened, say, the last uh, several years here, so we can kind of remember how we got to where we're at, and that might help us perhaps better understand where we're headed I think it would be helpful to go back to the 2016 election. Okay, Donald Trump running against Hillary Clinton. And I think we need to recall Hillary Clinton's erroneous accusations of Trump-Russia collusion. Remember the Mueller investigation, the Steele dossier, the, the private emails, the bleach bit, the smashing of phones with hammers, the illegal entrapment, and all the rest of the crap that basically just undermined Donald Trump, the first three years of his presidency, we need to remember that stuff, okay? because it's all connected to what's happening now. 
By the way, I did put a link to Torch Report uh, 85 is the joke on us, really detailing all of that. Uh, hard to believe it's been over 400 reports since that, friends. Torch Report 500, uh, certain to be fun. So I think uh, once we've kind of wrapped our head around 2016, what happened leading up to Donald Trump becoming the president, it would also be helpful to recall the ironic timing of the pandemic. So for the first three years, it was all Trump, Russia, Trump, Russia. They're going to impeach Trump and Trump, Russia. Okay. And then the ironic timing of the pandemic that hits just, just in time for his reelection. And it was predicted far in advance back in uh, 2017, Dr. Fauci, Bill Gates and others were, you know, kind of privately predicting, I'm, you know, uh, Fauci said, I'm, you know, hundred percent confident that he's going to, he's going to see a pandemic in the, in the next few years here. And, Friends, if, if you recall the whole pandemic, it's not fun to think about it, but recall the utterly shocking loss of civil liberties, the destruction of our economy, our way of life, the, the relentless fear-inducing propaganda, and how all of this was used to justify all manner of authoritarian impulse, not the least of which was tossing election laws straight out the window. And, you know, you think about that. Okay, you know, think about all those uh, free sh- tests they shipped out here a couple months back. You know, we're, I'm, I'm not going to make any predictions here, friends, but I'm just saying look at what's happened to get to where we're at now. Uh, and, of course, we would be remiss to ignore the most popular sock puppet ever elected, managing the most sophisticated inclusive, and inclusive voter fraud operation in American history. From his basement, he was able to defeat Donald Trump's historic re-election campaign without ever having to leave his basement, uh, regardless of the fact that the FBI had ample evidence of his shady pay-to-play foreign business dealings thanks to his crackhead son's laptop from hell. You know, all of that. From That was all out there well ahead of the election and in an utterly astounding smack in the face to the American people, uh, all of this was swept under the rug and that was made possible by the full backing of the incestuous deep state big tech uh, collusion, the, the election interference from the Twitter files and Google leaks and all that. And then the mainstream media's massive propaganda campaign that propped up the sock puppet, all of this and more must be taken into account ahead of 2024. Friends, it's hard to look back and wrap our heads around all of this. And honestly, you know, just that little blip there, you know, kind of just talking about the tip of the iceberg, just go back real quick and connect the dots. I mean, any and all of this stuff could rightly be called treason. What's happened is absolutely, uh, it's treasonous. It's wrong on every imaginable level. It's so wrong, it's hard to find the words, and that's saying nothing of the show trials and the political prisoners and the weaponization of federal agencies against enemies of the current administration. And yet, with all of that said, that's still not our greatest problem. You know, the greatest problem, again, is the propaganda. Now, Victor Davis Hansen, smart academic dude, right? He's out there. With a recent video, I put the link in the report today, and he's warning that because of all of these things have happened, and none of them have been resolved, uh, and due to the desperate attempts of the political establishment to keep all this stuff under wraps, right now, 
we really need to brace ourselves for what lies ahead because tyrants don't just give up. Those who have been so brazenly persecuting their political opposition, so brazenly abusing we, the American people, they are not just going to stop. This is what uh, Victor Davis Hanson is saying. He's like, look at it. You know, uh, desperate times call for desperate measures. Man, they can't let this get away. They cannot stop. They must push on. They must do whatever it takes to keep Trump out of the White House. They must pull out all of the stops. The ends justify the means. No matter what, whatever it takes, no Trump take two. Whatever it takes, Donald Trump cannot be the president. That's why Victor David, he's saying that's the mindset of the left, and that's why he's warning, 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 things are about to get crazy. Now, I tend to agree, and when you think about the recently released J6 footage uh, that shows security guards opening the doors and fist-bumping Trump supporters as they usher them into the building and all of that, you look at that and you contrast that with the way that the media has portrayed the violent insurrection by the so-called MAGA extremists and all that, and ask the question, does it matter? Does it matter that the American people have been lied to repeatedly, so consistently, for so long? And the answer is yes, it matters, and it matters in a big sort of way. Does it matter that the whole damn thing, the whole J6 insurrection may in fact have been a Fed-led setup. Well, yes, absolutely that matters. You know, does it matter that peaceful protesters are still being tracked down and rounded up by military-style SWAT teams to this very day? Does it matter that there are political prisoners rotting away in prison for minor crimes that pale in comparison to the utter chaos of the BLM riots, the summer of rage, and all this other leftist destruction. Does that matter? Friends, have you seen the, uh, the new documentary out, Dinesh D'Souza? He's got a recent documentary that's out. It's on the rise of the American police state. If you haven't seen that, you should see it, and you should share it. It's available on Rumble. I did put the link in the report today. Uh, you might want to get that one on DVD, as, as, as I know some people have. That way they can't censor it, right? At any rate, uh, the, the lies exposed in the police state, the lies of the nar- narrative, the lies of the mainstream story exposed in the police state, they're right on par with the lies that were exposed in 2,000 mules. And these lies matter in a major, major sort of way. Okay, Our elections are not safe and secure. Our elections are a joke, rife with corruption, rife with fraud and interference from a whole host of bad actors, both foreign and domestic. And if you don't know that, you're unaware of that, you are out of the loop. Now, similarly, our government is not here to help. Our government has been turned against us. They no longer intend to represent we, the American people. Instead, they intend to rule over the American people with a digital iron fist, a la the forthcoming China-style digital surveillance state, social credit, and all that crap. It's coming, friends. It's coming. Mark my words. That said, still kind of getting over that cough, man. It really lingered a lot. I don't know what the heck, but uh, anyway, 
even though, even though there is ample evidence to crush the dominant, main, dominant mainstream narrative, there's all the evidence is out there. Even though the truth cannot be denied by anyone who's willing to face these realities, the hard truth is that the majority of Americans are still unaware of just how wrong things are. Most people do not realize that we're not living in the same country that we grew up in. Most people don't see what's happening right before our eyes because they are too distractive, too pacified, or simply just too stupid to care enough to take a look. And, I, you know, for, the, for those who do, nobody in their right mind right now thinks that what's happening in our country is good for our country. Nobody in their right mind right now believes that what's happening is good for future generations. Right now, we are witnessing the systematic and intentional destruction of the United States of America. It's being presided over by our very own two-party political establishment, and too few people even seem to care. And thus, our runaway government continues to run amok. They run, you know, unchecked without accountability. But here's the thing, friends. They're going to keep running amok, and they're going to keep getting away with it because they control the narrative. By controlling the flow of information, they control the way that people see the world. There's a fresh mantra out in liberal circles right now. It's like, people don't want the truth. They only want their truth, not the truth, you know? And this phrase they're using, you know, people don't want the truth. They want their truth. That's related to climate change, all this other social justice bullshit. But this phrase is being used to casually dismiss any information that is incongruent with the predictable government program perspectives that, you know, has been embedded in these people's minds. And the great irony, of course, is that these arrogant fools refuse to look at all the evidence so as to liberate themselves from their crippling self-deception. Instead, they retreat rather arrogantly into parroting the same tired narratives, completely void of any critical thinking, and they just kind of smugly revel in their own ignorance. It's, it's, it's... It's a sad sort of degeneracy, but it's everywhere to see. And thus, the useful idiots, they continue to cheer for this collective march toward the New World Order, falsely believing that the New World Order is just a right-wing conspiracy. They will continue to cheer and support the draconian revolutions that are said to save the planet, despite the scientists coming out and admitting their predictions are wrong and there really is no climate crisis. These useful idiots will continue to forfeit their freedom for the illusion of safety and fail to grasp how it is that they were made to be slaves. In fact, friends, most of them, they're not even going to notice. Most Americans don't even realize how much liberty they've lost, how much power the government assumes that they have over our lives. And that is, friends, that is the power of propaganda. In the midst of everything said today, the one issue that stands head and shoulders above them all is the media's virtually limitless ability to manipulate public perception. When we add to this the 21st century twist of global elites using weaponized AI for the purpose of subconscious taming, the peasants of the world barely stand the chance. Friends, if we intend for the truth to prevail, we need to be sharing it far and wide. And that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, the torchreport.com. Check out the torchreport.com. Find that little heart. Click that heart and give me some love. Subscribe.
subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with someone. Share it with anyone. Share it with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this magical, maniacal Monday. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.